0: hello and welcome to episode two of this little podcast we're doing i think we're going with the running name of inventory full right yep that's what we're going with yeah i think that's good for now may change may not i'm not sure um today we're going to talk about everything about bad games terrible games the stuff that makes the bad game pretty much exactly the stuff that you the bargain bin games yeah. And then for the game we're playing today, it's gonna to be one of the most notorious bad games, which would be Alien Colonial Marines. Yep. Alright, so you can go ahead and start it and we'll just jump in. That was this. Alright, how do you start a game? It's gone. Okay, cool. Um so Let's start out with what actually makes a bad game, in your opinion. Or what are some elements that make a bad game
1: Well, for you? I mean, one of the most, like, controversial ones <laughs> would be graphics. Because you can okay. have a good, you can have, like, a really good game, and it'll have bad graphics. Or you'll have, like, an amazing, gorgeous-looking game, but the game itself is bad because of... Um, gameplay and stuff, right? That would be like honestly one of the first things that comes to mind. Graphics, even it's, it's a, yeah, even though it's a, it's a little controversial.
0: Gotcha. Be right, because you could have a game that looks garbage but has the best gameplay. Like yep, a lot exactly. of <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of older games probably don't stand up to visual standards nowadays, but they're still yeah. classics, like Diablo Two. Yes, that, that that game, a example. yeah, that game looks terrible nowadays, yeah. but the gameplay is still top tier. Yep, like the best.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a good example. Yeah, the one that I can think of as well would be the older <clears throat> Final Fantasy games. Okay. Like the first one that comes to mind would be either ff7 final fantasy 7 or final fantasy 8 like you know Mm. really good games have a good story good gameplay right but for visuals for you know i mean at that time a lot of people thought you know that was like (laughs) like amazing and like top tier but nowadays it doesn't really hold up
0: yeah and i think that's the thing with uh most older games is that a lot of their stuff is just outdated And that could be from visuals to uh, gameplay, uh, controls, mechanics. Um, And I guess over time, that's something that could happen with games is that they just they they don't some games don't age well, but they can be considered classics. Like for me personally, like how you mentioned Final Fantasy seven, like I know that's one of your favorite games. Yeah, but I never played it when it first came out. And I didn't play it until maybe like a year or two ago, and
1: the remake. Right,
0: it was right before the remake. Oh, okay. yeah. So okay. I I wanted to get it done, and well, I wanted to play it right before the remake came out. Right. So, um, I I played it, and it just didn't appeal to me. Like I right. love I love turn based games. I love turn based combat, um, and all that. It's just. Yes. I don't know. It just didn't hold up for me personally, but I didn't have that connection like someone like you would have. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Like
1: I guess you can say a lot of people, like when you when you grow up playing a certain game, right? You tend to ignore a lot of aspects of it, like oh one, for graphics. sure graphics to the controls. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. It's you like you're that. still stuck in that honeymoon
0: phase. Yeah, you know? still you have the nostalgia for it and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, graphics, I would say nowadays are important.
1: Um, yes, because but, of the technology behind it. Yeah, it, but, it became like a standard nowadays. Exactly. Like you have good graphics. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But I wouldn't call it necessary. Yes, for, for yes. To to distinguish between a bad or a good game. However, yeah. there was a game that I tried playing. Maybe a month or two ago, um, Babylon's Fall. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. and that game it—it's like they took the game. It—it—it it, it was, it's the ideals. <laughs> the idea is cool. It's like a watercolor type of painting. Yeah. Deal, and like that's cool. That's a cool idea. Usually hand drawn graphics and stuff like that is pretty cool. However, this game looks like. They just put up a filter on it essentially
1: yeah and
0: it is so bad i'm probably going to talk about it a few more times (laughs) but it's it's bad all around and the graphics are like a huge huge part of that yeah um one of the most important things i would say for games especially nowadays would be mechanics oh yes like if you if the game is broken at its core and unplayable due to mechanics, it kind of makes the whole thing kind of bad, <laughs> the whole experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I understand that too well. There's actually a few games, nothing's really come to mind as of yet, but I know there were a few games that were like mediocre, but the thing that made it stand out was like <laughs> the bad mechanics bad mechanics i mean like bugs that made it appealing to a certain few gotcha. because like you know it caused them to like have a good time with the last and stuff but yeah
0: I, I would i would agree
1: with that yeah um, and, but
0: there are some games uh that do have bad mechanics intentionally yeah to kind of make them more appealing and that would be games like all the simulator games that come out so things like goat simulator like those mechanics are intentionally broken yeah um but still a good time right right despite the fact that they're bad and that's like with all simulator games uh surgeon simulator is insanely hard to play i don't know if you've ever played it
1: i've never played it but i've seen a few people play those games before yeah like that and... would be
0: hard to play uh there's a game called car mechanic simulator there's a simulator for everything
1: pretty much but nowadays, but then yeah. you have
0: like the the uh, like independent russian ones that are made
1: independent um, russian ones yeah
0: there's a whole bunch of there's like drug tycoon simulator there's what <laughs> there's like corner shop uh meth cocaine dealership type deal <laughs> um All right. and knew about this yeah they're you can find them easily on youtube uh i don't know if you've ever watched like funhouse stuff <clears> on <throat> <clears> house <throat> oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 back in the day they did a lot of that stuff it's just there's so many bad games like that out there but um they're they're bad on purpose I, I, for the most right. part, they're bad on purpose. Some of them, I think, are trying, but kind of miss the mark. Yeah, there's honestly a lot of that. Yeah, it's but possible. there's unfortunately a lot of games that are just broken at its core and mm, kind of make it hard to play. Right. Kind of like what we're doing right now. We don't know what to do. <laughs> right, I have no clue what we're doing right now. That's probably because we're not paying attention, but... Also, because.
1: With uh, SC back. I have no idea what that is. Right. <clears throat>
0: um, wait, wait, wait. Are there any. You said you don't really have any examples of games with perform mechanics? <laughs> no, I don't. Not, well,
1: nothing's really coming to mind,
0: That's to be so honest. Worth, right. Honestly, not for me either. I. I had a couple things thought out, like umbrella corpse. I don't know if you ever played that,
1: no, but I remember you telling me that when you got it, there's only like one other player playing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people are playing it, but one of the worst things it's just the it's just a generic shooter,
1: very generic, and, yeah,
0: like this would have been perfect last week of Resident Evil, but I don't know, there's just the game's bad. It's just a generic shooter it has nothing to do with story-wise it doesn't accomplish anything i
1: feel like a lot of studios are just doing that because they just want to milk a specific um series just like so they can get some like quick bucks you know right and i feel like that was one of those i feel like that was one of those they just wanted to bring something out with the resident evil name and boom
0: yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of things have the name attached, and fell. Yeah, <clears throat> but moving on. Um, any other things that make games bad in your opinion?
1: I would say microtransactions.
0: Microtransactions. Like
1: once that started happening, like you can tell that the quality for a lot of games just started going downhill. And right. I remember this was, like, during the PlayStation 3 days and Xbox 360 days. Okay. Um, I remember games started having, like, seasonal passes. I don't know if you remember that. Mm, the whole season pass thing. Right.
0: Oh, hello. Are you still
1: there? I'm oh, sorry about that. Oh, no worries. Um... You would buy a game right at the time it was 60 dollars. nowadays it's almost reaching 70 but um when you would buy the game you would get asked if you wanted to get the uh season pass i don't know if you remember that like my biggest example was like um i think last of us actually had that
0: a season i don't think last of us did no Are you okay. are you getting, like, the thing confused with Seasonal Passes and, like, uh, Battle Passes?
1: No. It, it was legit it's Seasonal Pass. Like, you would get all the content that they would release wow. as well, the months go by.
0: They didn't really release too much for... You said Lassos?
1: Yeah, they had um, one DLC, which is still one with, you know...
0: The standalone... Riley right?
1: and stuff, yeah. But, uh, anyways, it, yeah, it was, like, Seasonal Passes. And after that... You can tell they started adding like microtransactions for every little thing. And I I mean, I understand free games doing that. Because, right. You know the game is free and you know they still want to make some time of money. Like I can understand that. Um, but say you're playing a game, a full fledged game, sixty dollars. Right. And um and this is the one of the ones that actually bugged me the most. Having a single player game with microtransactions. Oh, yeah. And one of, like, the most famous ones for doing that would be Ubisoft games. Okay. Like, Assassin's Creed, um, Ghost Recon, like, the newest one, Breakpoint and stuff. Right. Like, that thing is just really, really irritating. Like, you're not playing with anyone. <laughs> like, what's the purpose of having microtransactions for a game?
0: Right. Yeah, no, That's I... Similar. Yeah, I agree with you there. That was a problem. I just finished up Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. And there are so many cosmetics that you can purchase Yeah. for a single player game.
1: Yeah, it's so it's just
0: it just so doesn't weird. make sense there. And and like you said, I understand it with free games. Um, because they're 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 free and they're gonna make their money somehow. So yeah. like even though it can be annoying sometimes, I understand the games that are free to play and have like battle passes like Fortnite. uh pretty much any any i know we were playing um what's that game rogue company earlier today and and that has a battle pass or rogue pass or whatever they call it their version of it yeah uh and like i get that because it's free they're they're providing a free service uh yeah and they got to recoup their server costs development costs all yeah. of that somehow. So yeah, which but, is understandable. Yeah. <clears throat> then again, like you said with single-player games, I just, especially again with Ubisoft with the cosmetics, I guess if yes. you if you want it to look cool, pretty, personally, but I just don't see the need of it. It yeah. seems kind of greedy. Um, it is. I know well, one to be honest. Yeah. that was it's really bad was Battlefront 2, the Star Wars. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, man. So I I don't know how it is now, but I remember when it first came out, it was terrible with microtransactions. Very terrible. Like, you couldn't do anything without... Or you couldn't get any characters at all without paying for something. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. And it was
0: already a game that someone had played... Are paid $60 for 60, 70, yeah. whatever amount. And on top of that, I think it was one of those games that didn't show review copies. They With the review copies, they didn't have the microtransactions microtrans- in the game at that point. It wasn't yeah. until after people reviewed it that they're like, oh, by the way, we have microtransactions. Yes. Which That's is such a scummy move. Which is very, very scummy. Yeah, especially once people pay so much for a game, and they only have. Like one of the biggest things were, Darth Vader being an unlockable character, uh, that people yeah. had to pay, however, however much for it.
1: Yeah, and um, don't forget too that um, that there was a lot of cards and perks
0: mm, that yes. would
1: technically make you overpowered and it will give you leverage over people that don't want to spend money
0: on right that that's exactly that's so i i agree with free games having microtransactions in the form of cosmetics like how fortnite has 10 million skins these days right yeah um so like i agree with that yeah cosmetics cool but things that impact gameplay like how you said, the booster cards, uh, perks, better weapons, stuff like that. Yeah. If it gives someone like, an edge for paying, essentially the pay-to-win mo- model.
1: Yeah,
0: um, is poor. <laughs> like,
1: you know, there was actually a story. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're okay. there was a um, there was a story, or I guess you would say it would. It was more like a. Like a theory people had for um that one Call of Duty game. Okay. Uh, it was the one based in World War Two. Okay. I the name is like totally right missing from yeah. my mind right now. I'm, but, I'm
0: not too familiar with Call of Duty, so I have no clue. Um,
1: they had a really bad. They have loot boxes, like you know your typical shooter nowadays. Okay. And um, people would say that. If you were a free player, you would actually get sent to the hub, okay, and lobbies with people that have gotten loot boxes. So, oh, it would be a player right. to um to purchase um boxes and stuff, right? And, um, I, there was there was a specific term for that, but it, I don't remember. But like companies that do that, it's just really really scummy oh yeah no i really really scummy.
0: i know exactly what you mean there's been a few games that do that kind of pair people with people who spent money trying to say oh hey look what this person has you should probably spend some money yeah i think actually diablo immortal did that as well uh i and, honestly wouldn't doubt it and we know the backlash fight. the backlash from that i think yeah. that would be considered a pretty crappy game just due to yeah. its scummy marketing and microtransactions and just nobody wanted a mobile diablo really i don't know if you saw yeah. when it was announced like as yes. soon as they said it was mobile just everyone's like boo in the back yeah
1: they were getting like, memes really
0: hard. oh yeah yeah nobody I was asking first. for that i mean i personally was very excited for it because i love diablo yeah. and i really wanted a mobile diablo but with the yeah. microtransactions no. Yeah,
1: and you gotta remember at the time too. A lot of people were already like starting to become anti Blizzard because of all the stuff they've been doing. Right. But I I mean I didn't personally care if they were releasing a mobile Diablo. Like the concept is kind of cool actually, being able to play Diablo wherever. Mm-hmm. But the, <laughs> the transactions, man, it's just.
0: Yeah. No, I think oh, <laughs> I think microtransactions micro can really kill a game.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Especially when it comes with benefits in multiplayer games, of course. Of course. And then cosmetics and single player games. Um, right. I don't have much of a problem with season passes and like DLC. Because uh-huh. like sure I'm I'm getting I'm still getting the base experience for the price I paid, I yeah. don't mind paying five ten dollars for an extra couple hours of gameplay. Yeah, that that's the thing. I don't have
1: an issue with that either. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that's when everything started like. Heading oh, towards when they my start. Oh yeah.
0: Oh no. Yeah. I'll tell you what the very start of it was. It was the horse armor and Oblivion. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's $5 what. Horse armor? Yes, the five dollar <laughs> horse armor. That's what started it all. Everyone's was like people will buy five dollar horse armor. Let's charge them for yeah. everything.
1: Like th- companies just started getting comfortable. This is mm-hmm. what we're trying to say. They were like, yeah. "Oh, let's experiment with this. Let's see what happens. Let's
0: see what these chumps are gonna pay." Yeah. You want and... to like a- another bad one was Metal Gear Survive. You can oh, you can only have one character. If you wanted yeah. another character, that was like an extra five bucks. Yeah. Those kind of things that. will make a bad game. Yeah. Like, really? I can't make it... Like, most places will let you have five, six, seven, eight characters. Yeah. Like, I understand yeah. it in an MMO. Like, if you want an extra character MMO, sure, like two bucks, something like that. Right. I, I understand that. But if you're playing a single player game, like Metal... or I know Metal Gear has, or Survive has a multiplayer function. But if you're playing a yeah. single player, why am I going to pay five bucks... For an additional character slot, exactly. It, it's just yeah those those type of things don't really vibe too well. Yeah, and
1: and it's good that you bring that up because games that limit you from you know experiencing, experiencing it. the full experience, you know, right? <laughs> like it's just I don't know it's just really bad. It leaves a really bad taste.
0: Yeah, or really yeah, bad taste. yeah. Locking you out of content. Yes, I know there's a few games. I can't think of any specific examples that have. I've played the base game and then I get to a point and it's like, oh, you don't have access to this. Sorry. I'm like, so if I, if I don't have the DLC, don't have it in the game. In the first place, the base game, at least if I have the DLC, sure. That's when you can start advertising it or saying, Hey, this is something you can do, but when you have it there and try to lock me out of the content and just like show it in my face like hey look if you pay extra you can get this or get that yes that, that, that's bad microtransactions Man. bad
1: <laughs> very bad
0: in the most very part. unhealthy
1: yeah
0: especially in paid games if you're gonna charge yeah. like you said 60 70 bucks for a game don't have microtransactions in it you already paid enough i don't want to pay extra to get an extra life or
1: you know the thing about microtransactions is a lot of them um a lot of games nowadays have loot boxes. And loot boxes mm. are dangerous territory, man. Yeah that especially if you have a gambling mm-hmm. exactly habit, like you're 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 just gone at that point. Oh know? yeah. Say goodbye to your wallet. And a lot of companies rely on people F- that prey on that, that. yeah. Yeah. Like people who play um sport games like fifa mm-hmm. and yeah you mm-hmm. know that like uh, it's not my type of genre and i'm not going to judge a person for playing those type of games but they are really attacking those type of players yeah. because they're yeah, adding yeah. loot boxes for simple little things like oh you want this character mm-hmm. you can have a chance of getting them yeah by, you know it really it really
0: preys on people's addictions and like some of them have very deceptive things like oh if you buy one pack you have this chance of getting but if you buy 10 packs you have an increased chance of getting this yes and it,
1: uh, it's just it's just so scummy and again a game nowadays that's known for that is Diablo Diablo the mortal one the, oh um, yes yeah where like, you have to pay I for remember, everything I remember just playing and I got to a certain level, and they were already asking me if I wanted to buy stuff. I think it was like, oh, right. Um, they give you a prompt that the story is now unlocked, yeah, and it's like, what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> no what's wants to see that? Yeah, what's poor with that? I know exactly what you're talking about. So when you finish the first dungeon, it gives you a little ad. It's like, oh, if you pay one dollar, you can get this stuff. And people are like, okay, oh what? One dollar? That's nothing. That's nothing. So you get to the second dungeon. And it's like, oh, if you buy this for $3, you'll get extra. And it just keeps increasing like yes. that. Every dungeon you do. I think I saw yes. one for like $15. It may, it may have been $10. $10, 15 but
1: I doubt it because there's players who have spent that, like 100K.
0: Yeah, at that point, you're like, I've already invested. I have to invest more. Yes, exactly. Which I fall into that category, unfortunately. And I, unfortunately, tried, I, I try deal. not to. And I'm like, that's like a lot of games that have season passes now. I won't buy the season pass until I max it out. Right. Um. The only game I've ever done that with was Pokemon Unite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Because I maxed out that season pass, and I'm like, you know what? I'll buy the next season pass. I mean, I'll buy the season pass. I'll get this extra stuff. Yeah. A- and so I definitely fall into that realm of preying on people who have that <laughs> addiction yeah. type deal. Unfortunately. Um. Mm-hmm. um so...
1: One thing that's dangerous for me is cosmetics. Like, mm, right? I, it's 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 one of those things that's like it could be a, a healthy thing if you're not if you don't really care about looks in games, right? But if you're one of the types that like love to collect every piece of clothing and stuff like that, right? Right? Like, it becomes bad real quick. And I'll give you um, a recent experience about of, of that okay and you know the game i'm currently playing final fantasy 14 like i'm right. mad addicted to that game right and um one of the coolest things in that game for me is what we call glam okay and um final fantasy 14 you have to pay for the game you have to pay for subscription expansions you have to pay for a sub right and there's a there's a, a, a mug store which is like you know a shop store and usually before i wouldn't pay for sub games because i feel it's still kind of scummy if you're paying full price and then you have to pay for an expansion right and there's the cosmetic thing right. like, it, it feels really scummy for me but the experience is really fun so i i really didn't care so i skipped all that but the moment i discovered that
0: there was a cosmetic door oh, that's where everything started going downhill for me no no like, <laughs> yeah right no yeah that, i can see how that definitely preys on someone wanting to have everything like yeah and you know, fortunately i'm ashamed
1: to say this but every piece of clothing that's <laughs> available in the mock store i bought it oh no i mean hey (laughs) hey
0: if that's your thing go for it um yeah but still in its core it's it's very bad now what what i find bad about those things and tell me if this is the case with final fantasy 14 i'm not too sure Uh um the gotcha model or like the limited time model that i think that also preys on the factor of people like oh if i don't get it i'm missing out
1: are you talking about fear of missing out yeah yeah so thank okay so with final fantasy 14 um when it comes to like certain events uh, sometimes they bring those events back like a year later Mm -hmm. and you're able to get the stuff from the previous years i mean
0: that's. i mean in the case of buying stuff like buying the cosmetics that you've bought
1: Oh, they're always going to be in the store. Okay, see, so I'm talking yeah. about,
0: like, limited paid oh, cosmetics. Oh, okay okay. Yeah, like okay, okay. Yeah, not, like, yeah. events or anything. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about, like, like the gotcha model in uh MMOs, where they're like, oh, we have this outfit you can buy, but it's only available in oh, the, yeah, the shop from stunning. time to time, you know?
1: Yes, that's, in, yeah. And yeah, then no, you have I the
0: people who are already addicted on it, like, oh, I don't want to miss out on this item that was never going to be in the shop again. The only way I'm going to get it is if I pay a hundred dollars to have a 10% chance of getting it.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, I can totally understand. Stuff like that. But like
0: in that case with Final Fantasy 14, how the cosmetics that you've paid for are always there. You could be like, oh, I want to buy this cosmetic on this paycheck and this one a month from now. Like you're not limited to buy it right now and spend all your money right in the moment. Yes, you, you yeah, have time yeah, to you what you're saying, yeah, yeah you have time to think about it and decide like oh do i really want it you're not pressured yeah. into buying it at that moment
1: yeah yeah so that's and... that's more
0: what i mean with that
1: okay yeah no i i get you i i understand um now that you bring that the subject of like fear of missing out mm. um that's actually another thing that makes a bad game okay Because, and a good game that comes to mind is Destiny 1 and 2. Okay. So, say you're playing a game, you get burnt out, and you don't want to play anymore. And then a few days later, the studio's like, hey, um, we're bringing in this event, and you can only experience it when it launches but it will be limited for like a week or a month or whatever okay and then say a year later there's an expansion that comes out but you're not able to get that weapon or that certain uh fashion piece right those are things that tick me off in a lot of (laughs) games
0: like the fear of missing out like right
1: it, it, it just it, it just sucks man it just it does that sucks. i know
0: exactly i think that's really a problem that's probably exclusive to online games multiplayer yeah. games although i've seen yeah. that in single player games too like uh like again i've finished Valhalla recently and there's a yeah. lot of things that you can't get because they were like a seasonal event in a right. single player game uh right, right. and that kind of sucks that that missing out especially if you're someone like us who has Collecting wow. issues or what, <laughs> whatnot. Yeah. However may that... call it. Um, I, I know I had that problem every time I play MMO really. Um, which is why I kind of try not to play them anymore, because I do have that problem with oh I must get every item and if I don't then. Yeah. And that's kind of like I... the the, uh, just bringing it full circle, the mo uh, inspiration of naming this podcast, inventory full. It's because I have a yeah. problem. I have a problem with that. <laughs> I <remember. laughs> where, I, where, I, where I have to pick up everything I see. Yep. <laughs> and it becomes a real issue. But yeah, so when it comes back to missing out on things, that is a bummer. Uh, yeah. I know Monster Hunter had that problem. Oh yeah. If you for ever sure. played any of the Monster Hunters, they have like their seasonal events that happen relatively often. Um, yeah. But it does suck when you're when you're hardcore into a game. And then you kind of get burnt out on it. Yeah. And then this comes along and you're like, mm, mm. I mean, I guess that's kind of an aspect of how they would keep up a player base, which probably isn't too bad. Right. But I, I, I see how that could be annoying.
1: Yeah. And that, and um, now that we're talking about this, yeah. Um going back to like the battle passes. Mm-hmm. Um, Say you're playing a game, and you're starting to get tired of it, but you bought the battle pass. Now Mm. you're (laughs) kind of forced to continue playing because you spent money on it. I get you. And um, there's a few games that I that I've done that with. One of them is um, Destiny (laughs) Two. Like I just got extremely burned out. The game I didn't want to play anymore, but I bought the seasonal or the battle Uh, pass. So now I'm kind of forced Force. it to... yeah
0: okay so you're kind of saying like what make one of the aspects that would make a bad game is being forced into it kind of yeah when you're burnt out already yes gotcha no i can see that yeah
1: right. i mean oh yep yeah. then again it could also be a healthy thing like if you really love the game and mm-hmm. the game is like giving you the currency back for completing it and you can technically get the next one not for free right but you're from the points yeah you know? from yeah. the points
0: you get yeah no i love that when the season pass does that and i, yeah, I whenever i see a game with season passes i usually look at that to kind of say oh if i get if i get the season pass i could yeah. pay, i could pay with the next one with the rewards
1: it's kind of like the game we're playing. Well, kind of playing now is Rogue Company to mm-hmm. have a battle pass, and yeah, right. you basically get your money back. Yeah, I was looking at it, and you know those type of battle passes, I'm kind of okay with. Like, it's it's cool. Like you
0: get it's some incentive. And, yeah,
1: yeah, and you still get the next one with the same uh, money you spent on the last one, which is nice. Which is a nice little treat.
0: Yeah, it kind of. Gives you an incentive to play the game. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then moving away from microtransactions, because I think we could go on forever about that. Yeah. All the bad yeah. things about that. Um <laughs> another thing that I feel could be bad, and we kind of talked about it earlier, would be replay value in games. Uh yeah. Um, like how you kind of touched on with Destiny and whatnot, it could be a bad thing being too replayable. Yes. Um yes. But I I think that games that don't have a replay value could be bad. But that also depends on story too. Yes. Um uh, like a a good a great game would be Last of Us the first one. Oh yeah. Um That game's linear as can be. There's no choices in that game. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a great just... game. Like you, know, you just play it and you're done with. Where yeah. where I think it comes down to would be games that have that, but their story how do I explain this? Something like Fallout 76, I would say. Uh, yeah. So that game is huge. It, it's open world an MMO-ish. Yeah. Uh, but when it first came out, there was nothing in it. Not so sure, it, you, could, yeah. you could technically replay it. "Quote unquote," unplay it, replay it, but what are you gonna do? Just look at new locations. Like there, there's nothing to do.
1: Yeah, like once you max a character, like what is making you make a new one?
0: Yeah, what's keeping you in that world? And in the case of Fallout 76, uh, I don't know. (laughs) And I love Fallout, but nothing is keeping you in that world. And and that that could be another point for bad games, is uh, what's keeping you, especially in bigger games like that, what's keeping you there? Yes. Um, like I said, Fallout 76 was a, is a good example because it's a open world that's empty, essentially. Right. Uh, another game that had this problem, which at launch had this problem, but I think it's a lot better now, would be uh, what was it? No Man's Sky oh man yeah so when that launched i think he played it at launch too correct yes so that game at launch Mm -hmm. like sure it has millions upon billions of planets but if you see the same ugly creatures with different legs (laughs) yes it kind of is like uh, okay Uh, i don't know why i'm here yeah but yeah. now but now the i would say the game is good now oh it's it's amazing yeah now it's really that, fun to play. Yeah. yeah i I was playing it a week or two ago and you can like build bases now you can have a whole freighter ship and npcs on it it's, you can see other players <laughs> you can actually see other players now yeah um, it's a lot better now so that that's a perfect example of a bad game that turned good that's very good yeah, and good, good thing you brought
1: that up because Battlefront Two, mm-hmm. at its core, was a fun game. Right. It was just ruined by the microtransactions. Right. But once they removed the microtransactions and literally gave everyone, uh, like literally, like I, I was really addicted to it. Like okay, six months ago. Right. Um, because I bought it and they literally give you everything for free. Like you get all the characters, you get oh, okay. all the skins, so they like kind of fixed
0: it. Yeah,
1: or it's... and if it's they just... did that from the very beginning, like, oh, I'm not saying give everyone the stuff for free right. on launch, right? But if they made it to the point where it was easy to get those stuff, and you don't mm-hmm. have to like, you know, pay for it or grind for like seven years just to unlock someone, right? It would have been, it would have been neat. But if you play the game nowadays, it's super fun. okay Okay. and and that's a perfect example but um bad game that's good now. yeah
0: yeah and i think that's probably the core of what can make a bad game good is if they listen to the fan base and fix these core issues um yeah you you were talking about final fantasy 14 i think that's another perfect example when the game when the game first came out i know it was plagued with so many issues Oh I'm not I'm not too familiar, but I know like it was dead on arrival, like there was no one keeping keeping you there. Yeah. But I know now like the player base is insane now. People absolutely love the game now. But ten years ago when it first came out, it was just a mess. Like mechanically wise, gameplay wise, visually, It it was just all over the place like it had an identity crisis it did not know what it it wanted to be but now yeah but now it's a bad game turned good the the bad thing with that is i feel like that's only really doable with online games like they they can change most of their issues now if you have like a single player game or just a co-op game that's bad at its core sure you can patch it You can probably add DLC that fixes things. uh, Stuff like that. But if it's broken at its core, you can't really remake it like Final Fantasy did. Yes. I mean, you could, but that would... That would until, like, releasing an entirely new game and people already have a bad taste in their mouth. So they're not going to do it.
1: You know, good thing you mentioned this. Mm -hmm. There's there's actually two examples that I can think of right now. Okay. One Mm -hmm. of them would be... The game that was like super hyped up, which is Watch Dogs 1. Mm. Um, you know, people were hyping it up. Right. Ubisoft was basically, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, they were basically lying to their fans. <laughs> like when they showed off the game at E3, it looked like some super big thing, some beautiful looking game where you can do this mm. and that. And when the game came out, it was a buggy mess. Mm-hmm. Visually, it didn't look good. Story was pretty bad gameplay was pretty bad and unfortunately uh, when they released the second one people already had a bad taste for watchdogs so they're like oh we knew the right the dog, so why do i want to invest another sixty dollars for a sequel when i know
0: it's bad right uh, yeah no i i totally agree with that and sadly
1: enough it was actually a really good game it was fun but it was plagued with the failures of the first one, so a lot exactly. of people didn't want to play it. And the other one I was thinking of is Titanfall. mm perfect, yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad game. You were forced to do multiplayer to mm-hmm. um, progress in the story and all that. But when the second one came out, and you can actually blame this for marketing because. I think in Battlefield and Call of Duty came out around the same time. So, you know, the, um, there wasn't a lot of like, I mean, there was a lot of competition for FPSs, right? So, um, that and because of the stigma of the first one, um, it just made the game fail. And sadly enough, the second one was also really fun, but you know people didn't want to play it because of the first one
0: yeah yeah no that 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 bad sour taste from a first game can definitely ruin the reception of, yeah. of sequels yeah w- with watchdogs like i i tried to play the first one i couldn't get into it it just wasn't Me my neither. thing but the second one i absolutely loved i i fell in love with the second one yeah. uh i i platinumed it i did everything i could i it was a blast it was and, no but I gave it that second chance, but I feel like a lot of people would not give it that second chance just because of that, of what happened. With that first... bad taste from the first one, yeah, unfortunately. Which exactly. they kind of, sadly, they've kind of 360ed on it, and the new one is is pretty bad. Um, There's no story. It's just exactly just because it's just it's just, and I think that's a problem with a lot of Ubisoft games these days. Is that they're just too open and there's just too much to do. It's like a century overload.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: that's one of the issues I had with Valhalla is that it It was fine. Gameplay wise, core wise. Sure. I, I like the Assassin's Creed games. However, when it comes to like side stuff in that game, it's just overloaded. There's, I believe almost 800 collectibles. Yeah. And I wanted to just die. <laughs> playing it. I'm sitting there and I'm like I'm already I think I finished the game in 80 hours, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um but I'm sitting there at like 60 hours and I only have 200 collectibles. I'm like I'm not I'm not I'm just going to burn through the story. Yeah. So that's another thing yeah. I could do. It could like like you were talking about earlier, the burnout. Like a game yeah. a game can be good, but then the burnout just kind of kills it. <laughs> Yes. And in my case, that's what uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla did to me. Unfortunately. Yeah. At my core, I love collecting stuff. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: that's what I'm currently doing uh, for FF14. Like, right. to, like everything in the game. Right. Um, But games like... Companies like um, Ubisoft, mm. they really stopped me from wanting to do that because of just how much there really is yeah
0: it's that overload
1: overload yeah exactly just too much
0: yeah when there's like sure have enough to do to like keep people engaged and want to play it but at a certain point it's just too much and i think you 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 covered it perfectly earlier with the season passes and kind of feeling forced to have to do these things Yeah, which is how I felt in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Is whenever I saw a new like gear collectible, I'm like, I have to do that. But then at a certain point, I'm like, I don't want to do this. This is not fun anymore. Maybe it's fun the first couple times, but if you're repeating these things, if these yeah, if these things are repeating, it's not fun anymore.
1: Yeah, if it starts feeling like a second job, that's when it just starts dying off for me. Yeah, which I I think. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, if it starts becoming like a chore, like mm-hmm. it just kills the fun for me now. Like I oh, don't want to do it anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which I think is a another big issue with games, not being good. Yeah, is if they're not really changing the formula. I guess when the gameplay yeah. is a carbon copy of itself every single time. Which again, Ubisoft is really known for that. <laughs> exactly. uh, Far
1: Cry, uh, Assassin's Creed. Um, there's not too many Ghost Recons, so I can't bring those. But yeah, like Assassin's Creed and Far Cry are, are known for this. Right. Uh, even Call of Duty, like, it's literally just carving copies of the last one with the, with the same price point. Like, the same formula, same gameplay. Just change up the story a little bit, change up the scenery, and boom. (laughs) a $60 game for you.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Ubisoft has a terrible, terrible problem with rehashing games. Yes. I love the Assassin's Creed games, but I do admit they're more or less the same every single time. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Which, I don't know, innovations can go both ways. Some people love the core gameplay and want to just do that with a new story, which fine on them. Everyone has their own thing. Um, Sometimes that can get boring. But then on the other hand, changing it too much can kill it. Um, So so recently I've been playing bad games because I want to do a little writing thing about bad games every year. Yeah. Starting from 94 when I was born, kind of do like the (laughs) 10 worst games every year um yeah so one of the games i found for 94 was pac-man 2 the new adventures
1: mm,
0: I, and... I personally never played it so i can't really say too much so i'm going to rely on you to... <laughs> right right it. it's an e- snes game and okay. when you think of pac-man you think of something specific you think Pac-Man. right the like the original And NES. people like pac-man however yeah. in pac-man 2 the new adventures you don't play as pac-man pac-man is just a character on screen and you have to shoot things on screen to make him interact with it It, it's it is weird like you don't go into pac-man thinking that you don't get pac-man to do that so like that's a perfect example of how innovation can be bad like they tried they tried something new and like the game looks beautiful for the time for 94 Like it looks really nice. It's very colorful, very vibrant. The pixels are really nice. (laughs) Um, Right. It's just the gameplay is weird. Like literally, the first mission you have to do is you have to get baby Pac-Man a cup of milk. What? And like the issue with the game is it doesn't really explain what to do. And something I found annoying about it was every time I would so the game tells you in the beginning it's like shoot everything and see what happens. So I shot everything thinking, oh, let's see what happens. And I kept dying their version of dying, which is not really dying. Basically he starts crying and runs all the way home. Okay. But I like the game game told me to do that. So I'm doing it every time. And every time I have to go all the way back to the start. And that gets very frustrating. But like, that's a case where innovation can be bad in the right, case of right. ubisoft games i think innovation could be good like just change oh, it, yeah. yeah change up change up the formula a little bit
1: make it a little interesting
0: yeah which they kind of started doing with assassin's creed like starting with odyssey
1: yeah
0: um but i know a lot of fans have issues with that because it doesn't really feel like assassin's creed anymore it just feels right. like a generic That's... action game
1: it feels like a weird, generic RPG type of thing. Yeah, so it and kind of Honestly, changed. for me, that's where the series started dying. Only because, mm-hmm. one, like I said, I don't like open world games. And mm-hmm. the world is dead. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. And it just felt very RPG to me. And I normally I'm an MMO person. Mm-hmm. But it just felt weird doing that in, in a Assassin's Creed
0: game. Right, yeah. Which, yeah. like, like we've said, it's just... It could be both ways. It could be too much. It could be too little. Yeah, not enough innovation. Too much changing the game. Yeah, like it's like really a, said, it's, a balancing act.
1: Yeah, and like you said, it's a hit or a miss. Like some people don't like it, and right. some people won't. Right. But I still give them props for trying something new,
0: because right? let's be
1: honest, the formula was rehashed. Like Assassin's Creed One was really bad, so they. Made the second one ten 10 times better mm-hmm. but because of the success for the second one they started doing the same thing for the rest of them and they right. kept bringing milking a specific character right and um i will give them credit for what they did with unity syndicate and um origins obviously and all that they did change up the formula and all that I'll give
0: them, it's not for me
1: but i will give them <laughs> props for trying something new
0: right right in that case yeah. it, it works yeah for the most part yeah and then another thing i was thinking that could be bad what makes would make a game bad so you could take a good game right yeah but you could have a terrible port of it Oof. yeah for example uh recently like the gta games are fun three is my favorite gta uh yeah. san andreas vice city those are like the oh, pin- yeah. those are the pinnacle of gta games for me Oh heck yeah! those right. are the only ones i really enjoyed like the new ones i you know. but three vice city san andreas i love and recently yeah. they ported those to modern consoles yes horribly <laughs> they are so very horrible, horribly so broken very broken. And that's a case where they could take a good game and make them bad <laughs> with ports. Yes. Um yes. I know PC deals with this a lot, especially when they have oh, yeah. a console game ported. Um I know Elden Ring was running better on oh. some versions. But on some versions it was pretty poor. Uh yeah, I I played funny. it on the PS5, I didn't have any issues. But I yeah. I've heard that people on PC when it first came out had terrible terrible issues yeah. uh, i know back in the day of classic gaming a lot of games were great on let's say the snes but then they reported right. the things like the mega drive
1: yeah
0: uh, or the genesis and they were just complete garbage just because yes. of the system hardware which unfortunately ports like, people love ports. I, I would love ports of a few games. Yes. But at the same time, it's very easy to mess these things up.
1: Really easy. And a good example would be um, Final Fantasy VII. Okay. The remake. Remake. Okay, like, so remakes now. Uh, such a good game. Um, really good. Like, it, it looked really good on PS4 when I played it. Okay. It looks really good. But when they ported it over to PC, it was terrible. Bless it. A lot of people were getting like FPS issues, stuttering. Mm. It would cause people to crash. You know, your typical port stories. Mm-hmm. And it's a good game, but unfortunately, it got ruined because of a bad porting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sadly that's like a piece mostly a PC exclusive thing. PC. I know yeah. you were telling me earlier about Arkham Knight
1: Oh my god. How yeah, that happened. was broken. Very, uh very, very broken. I remember stories about that game.
0: And that was that was a fun game. Like I loved oh, Arkham Knight.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just sad that people can't experience it. 100 percent on different platforms exactly, which if you're yeah. gonna have a game for multiple platforms i think they should run equally Yeah, which which kind of actually brings back to the uh, watchdogs thing how it, the e3 looked so beautiful but when the game came out it was Meh. Oh, yeah i don't know if you know the story but a while after the game came out people found that the graphics that were used in the e3 were actually in the game the pc really right, no. at least. so people made mods that pretty much just turned it on so interesting yeah so people are able to turn those graphical features back on at a certain point or uh, with yeah. using these mods and a theory is that playstation or xbox could have allegedly paid off ubisoft saying hey we're gonna miss out on sales if this game doesn't look pretty on our hardware so i'm gonna we're gonna need you to nerf the visuals on pc so that we have an equal footing that's a rumor Uh, at least i don't i don't uh, think it was even confirmed but it was easy to turn it back on you just had to change a file and pretty much say hey i want this on and you could have the e3 graphics
1: interesting
0: yeah but Because it was on PC, allegedly, Sony or Microsoft did not like that, saying, you're taking ourselves.
1: You know, another game that was notorious for that was actually Rainbow Six Siege. Okay. I'm not sure if you've seen any videos for it, or Uh like the original E3 trailers, but (laughs) a lot of stuff that was revealed in that gameplay trailer was removed from the game. One of them being the graphics, like, reduce of graphics.
0: Okay.
1: I would definitely recommend looking at old okay. E3 gameplay
0: videos for it. Like, Alright, I'd have to look into that then.
1: Yeah, I think at this point, <laughs> it's starting to sound like we're being inside Ubisoft, which we're it not. It definitely sounds like
0: it. But no, I love Ubisoft. I love Watch Dogs. Yeah. I love Assassin's Creed. I love Far Cry. So, the South games. Splinter Cells. Yeah. yeah, it's all great. It's just some of their practices are yeah, questionable.
1: Yeah, and they're the ones notorious for pretty much a lot of stuff that we're discussing today.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of publishers have their own faults, but I would say EA and Ubisoft are two of the ones we're kind of harping on today. Yes. (laughs) But in the most part, they fixed a lot of these things. Like you said with the Battlefront, that's an excellent game now. Yeah, because they took out those loot boxes and pay to win mechanics.
1: Yeah. Because, uh, again, like I said, at its core, the gameplay itself was really fun. It was right. just ruined bad practices. Right, yeah. So, so remove those bad practices, it became what it was originally supposed to be.
0: Right. So, yeah, there's just these small factors that can completely ruin a game's experience. Yeah. I think another one of these would probably be overhype. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I know, again, the hype on it more, Watch Dogs was really overhyped. Very overhyped, yeah. I I know, I remember seeing the E3 previews, and I was ecstatic about it. I was like, I can't wait for this game. I'm going to hack everything. I'm going to be super cool, badass, edgy hacker boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then I'm like, oh, this game is not my thing. But i love two, like i said i love two. and he was more of a badass hacker boy Edgy. It,
1: it speaks more towards me because i actually live in a barrier right so being able to see like familiar areas was oh man it was, it was a treat i really right. like that
0: but yeah overhype can really kill a game um going back to no man's sky again that one was insanely overhyped and a, yeah. a big problem with it is over promising yes like i remember he... seeing the original interviews with the guy oh, I, man, I forget yeah. his name but he was promising all these things like yeah you could sure you could play with your friends you might you might run into players out in the world who knows we, yeah. we have a lot of planets maybe you will see someone eventually which yeah. when the game first came out was definitely not the deal <laughs>
1: definitely not you couldn't yeah. fa-
0: you couldn't invite friends you couldn't play directly with friends i don't even wow. think you could actually see other people no. until
1: it was it was confirmed you couldn't <laughs>
0: yeah so like overhyping, hyping over promising on things can really hinder a game yes. because when people have a certain expectation in their mind if they're not going to get these promises they're going to be angry which yes. is 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 completely valid. I mean, if you're promised something and then 60 bucks later you're like, "Well, where is this thing I was promised?" Yeah. Nobody likes that. Nobody. It's, it's, nobody likes false advertising. Yeah. And a lot of games have that. Um No Man's Sky, Overwatch was it a not Overwatch, sorry. Watch Dogs had that yes. um Evil Within had that. With the marketing for Shinji Mikami, oh right, the like original they're like
1: creator of Resident Evil, and yeah, stuff. the Resident yeah.
0: Evil guy, and they're like, yeah, it's his first new game, and because I think the last game he did was Resident Evil Four, oh, okay, so that would have been ten years. It was like ten years since his last game. It's gonna be fantastic. And then I played it a couple months ago, and I'm like,
1: Ugh. yes. And unfortunately, this brings me back to what i was discussing earlier was a bad first taste mm. ruins the sequel the second. yeah because again the sequel uh oh, it's it's really good i definitely recommend playing it yeah i but haven't I heard you it's gonna be really hard for you because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've
0: heard exactly yeah i've heard great things about it and i wanted to play it but i was just burnt out after that first one yes just it just left a i just i couldn't <laughs>
1: but i yeah I do promise you, though, it's it's a really fun game. Like, once you play it, you're going to be like, whoa, this is, comp- like, 100% different <laughs> from the first one. Right. But, yeah, no, it, it was sadly overhyped. Like, yeah. I got it on uh, day one, and I mm-hmm. was just super excited. And to this day, I haven't finished it. Oh, I finished the second one, but I oh. haven't finished the first one.
0: Yeah, I had to push myself through it back yeah. when I played it.
1: Like after finishing the second one, I told myself,
0: Okay, I already
1: know the story, but right. let me just finish it because I, you know, I wanna complete it.
0: Right. But I, I just I just couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Oh for sure. And and I there's like it. a lot of examples for overhype. Duke Nukem was one, Duke Nukem three D. Oh games. Like 20 years. Yeah, those games were insanely popular in the nineties but then duke nukem 3d i think it went through three generations before it even came out right and when it came out it was bad like the humor in it was outdated the graphics were i think it came out in early 2010s late 2000s something it was
1: definitely during the xbox 360. yes yes it
0: was so it was like 2009 2012 somewhere in that range but like because the game had went through three different generations like they had to rehash the graphics each time yeah Um, so it's kind of hard to keep up with modern trends when you've been working on a game for 15 years yes um and that was the deal with that and then i don't know if you ever played mighty number nine
1: it, it was, sounds familiar. It was, I don't sp- think I've.
0: It was supposed to be the quote-unquote new Mega Man, but I it yeah, it it really fell short. And that was a game that was in production for a long time—not as long, but it was in production right. for a pretty long time. Right. Um, but that was overhyped too. Like it had a kick. It had a really good Kickstarter. Like lots of people donated to it. Um, a lot of people were hyped for it, but it just fell short. So that was another game that was overhyped. So the hype can really... Like, it doesn't necessarily make a game bad, but it can temper people's expectations to expect something amazing. But it could have the smallest thing wrong with it, and it completely fails because of that. Because people were either promised something else, people were expecting something. There's a lot of factors that can go into overhyping a game.
1: And unfortunately one game that comes to mind which at its core is not a a bad game like it's visually impressive um gameplay is uh was upgraded from the first one Mm -hmm. just at its core for me personally i'm not going to speak for everyone right um it wasn't what i was expecting it to be okay and that game is the last of us part two right i think that was right one of the most prettiest games on the console, PS four. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. It's an amazing looking game. Cutscenes, um the world itself, like everything about it visually was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was upgraded gameplay wise it was upgraded from first. I just I wasn't just into the story and because of that aspect alone mm, um yeah're in the experience. Like, yeah I was completely hyped for that game like when i saw that first trailer back (laughs) in 2016 i was oh man i i don't even know how to explain how i felt but i was just super excited right and i went into it thinking that it was gonna be you know one of the best games i've ever played Mm -hmm. and sadly hype itself killed killed the game for me
0: yeah i think that was pretty much across the board critically um yeah. story wise a lot of people didn't like what they had done with certain characters, certain yeah. new characters they added. Um yeah. It was just poor all around pretty much.
1: Yeah. Uh and um, then before we Yeah. Sorry, before we go on. Isn't this game called Aliens Colonial Marines? Correct. Why are we killing aliens?
0: I, I don't Why know. Are we, we, killing we, people? <laughs> we I mean we did kill a couple aliens in the beginning, but Okay. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm not really paying attention to the story. I'm not. I'm just my I'm, <laughs> like, okay, I'm like, yeah. I'm like it. <laughs> Right. No, I, I. There's probably some reason we're fighting these dudes, but I'm not familiar yeah. with the alien, lore. Yeah. Um, as we wrap what, up what, here, oh there were just a couple more things I wanted to touch on about games being bad. Yeah. Um, like in the early days of the the Wii, especially, there was tons of shovelware. and then i don't know if you're too familiar with the term shovelware or what it entails exactly Mm -hmm. but like these were the games that just anyone could make and there's just piles and piles and piles of this garbage um so
1: basically game green lighted games
0: um somewhat no i mean no but yes so yeah. like there were a lot of franchises that made games uh especially like game show networks uh-huh. um it was so bad on the Wii the Wii was just shovelware hell um I a lot of
1: games like Family Feud and stuff yes like so a lot okay. of
0: game show sh- games were on the Wii yeah Family, fam- oh. Family Feud uh deal or no deal uh pretty much anything you can think of it was on the Wii uh but then yeah. they also yeah. had like tons of licensing games that were terrible um so uh-huh. they had like m&m kart racing they had yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like That's just so weird. garbage on the way and then speaking of that that also brings into another thing that can make better bad games are adaptations specifically movie adaptations Um uh, yeah. i don't think there's ever been a good movie game like Especially again in this era of like Wii, PS2, original Xbox, every movie that came out had a game attached to it. Um, right. I remember the Chronicles of Narnia had a game on it. Uh, the series of unfortunate events, the Jim Carrey movie, uh-huh. had a video game. Like every single movie that came out in the 2000s had a video game attached to it. Right. And it's hard to change. An hour and a half two hour movie to a multi-hour experience video game
1: yes 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 and then
0: there's a whole bunch of licensing issues with it with uh getting the likenesses of characters like some movie games like you're playing it and you're like this character looks nothing like who it's supposed to be and it's because the studio doesn't have the license for that person right um so movie games are pretty bad. There's a pretty bad one back on the uh, SNES. So Street Fighter was popular, and they yeah. made they made a movie off of it, Street Fighter the movie, which in of itself right. was pretty bad. But then on top of that, they made Street Fighter the movie, the game. So at this point, there's three layers deep. Oh my god! They made not only a game based off of a movie or. A movie based off a game they made a game based off a movie that's based off a game
1: yeah see so yeah, that's really
0: <laughs> <laughs> so like the whole movie tie-in is terrible yeah uh um, correct me if
1: i'm wrong mm-hmm. but oh there's aliens um <laughs> didn't Ratchet and clank have a movie counterpart yes and it was actually pretty like people preferred the movie over the game
0: or was it the other way around no so the movie was pretty i think story-wise was panned but okay visually wise it was gorgeous okay. i think the movie just had poor story uh, and like okay. there are some exceptions to that rule with games based off movies or movies based off games being bad yeah but there are some exceptions sonic was good um, a Pokemon I, movie. A Pokemon, yeah, the Detective Pikachu was good. I personally yeah. like the first Silent Hill movie. I don't like the second uh, one, but I like yeah. the first one. So there are some exceptions. But for the yeah. most part, adaptations are bad. All right, around, right, all, right, all,
1: right. All yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and then a couple other things. Bad characters can kill a game. And we kind of talked about that with Last of Us. Mm, yeah. Like either introducing these new bad characters or changing a character's personality or traits or yada yada Could really? really kill it because like in the first Last of Us you fall in love with these characters Yes But then by yes. the second one you're like well why do they do this why do they do that
1: And, and unfortunately that's another thing that kills the vibe for me It just uh, what you would expect the character to do they don't do they're like, out of nowhere, some new person. And it just mm. it just feels weird. Yeah. It's a different
0: vibe. It kills the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Bad characters yeah. can definitely make a game bad.
1: And also, another thing that makes a bad character is the voice acting itself.
0: <laughs> sometimes it can be bad, but then sometimes <laughs> yeah. it could be so bad it's good. But I mean, no, the, like... The if... one that I
1: know of is called, uh, Resident
0: Evil Code Rionica. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm currently playing that. And i don't know steve burnside is just a whiny little bitch yeah. Yeah. and um the main bad guy alfred uh alfred like... <laughs> read something um redford yeah oh my god his laugh is the best thing It e- e- is the be- is the best thing ever it's so bad that it's it transcends into good yeah it's so bad <laughs> But I love it. But no, voice acting can definitely hinder a game as well.
1: Yeah, like there's a lot of games that are, like, in at its core, amazing,
0: mm-hmm. but the voice
1: acting is just so, so bad, out there. cringe, yeah, like, or
0: just poor.
1: Like, um, one example would be the Yakuza games. Oh, like, like, what some, do you mean
0: Yakuza? No, 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 no. Like sometimes, <laughs> like
1: the voice acting for some of the characters, it's just like
0: very out there you know ah that's because it's like, supposed to be yakuza is a great game yeah, you don't talk crap about yakuza
1: oh no no, no. i love yakuza <laughs> it's just sometimes the voice acting is no 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 nah, 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 nah.
0: that's how it's supposed to be like that's um... yakuza's charm <laughs> i love Yakuza.
1: we know we know
0: <laughs> I, I, will, I will die let's... on that hill on the hill but yakuza is one of the best game series ever
1: let's see so going back to Titanfall, the first one, right? I remember when it came out, um, multiplayer was the big thing for it. Right. And I remember right. some of the storylines or some of the missions were locked behind multiplayer and, yes. uh, um, yes. and it just like, it makes that game unplayable after a certain point, like mm-hmm. if the player, but if the player base has died off, Mm-hmm. Is it even worth playing anymore? Because you can't in yeah. kind of fasten it. Yeah. Kind of like evolve. Remember um, that? Oh you yeah. Know?
0: Oh yeah. I was just gonna bring that up. There, there are so many games like that that just die yeah. off because they're multiplayer only experiences. Yeah. Um, and they're bad. So they're they they are made even worse when you have nobody to play with. Yes. And they're the multiplayer games. So it's like, what is even the point? Again, that's another thing with Resident Evil Umbrella Corpse. Oh, yeah. That's a multiplayer-centric game. But how are you going to play multiplayer if it's a crappy game and no one plays it? And if uh, if you can't even enjoy the bare minimum of the game because nobody plays it. Again, like you said, with Evolve, that game fell off real quick real fast yeah and it just it ruins it because how are you going to play the game if you can't play it online
1: yeah and the thing is a lot of people like the player base is divided some people want to have social interactions with other people right but there, then again you have your solo players like and if you're blocking one side of the coin with multiplayer aspects like mm-hmm. You're gonna lose a lot of players, and unfortunately, yeah, um, th- that's happening a lot nowadays, where solo players are forced to do that interaction, social interactions, like um, kind of like Destiny. Um, at its core, you can play that game by its by yourself, right? But you're being blocked off from doing raids and stuff because you content. actually have to play with other people.
0: Right, a lot of the content's closed off to single players. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. I, I personally believe that multiplayer-centric games are a bad idea. Uh, okay. That is mostly because I like to play games alone, except if it's right. with a good friend, then I'm like, sure, yeah. I'll do a co-op game. But, like, when the core is multiplayer and you have to be forced, yes. Yes. I think it yes. can breed a lot of things. Um, it could be poor gameplay. Uh, let's say you really love a game, and then it gets shut down it's like what then
1: right Uh, right 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 right
0: yeah it's like and then it can be it can breed toxicity between players um i know a lot of games have that like if your gear score is not a certain level people would straight up refuse to play with you and it's like that's that's what destiny wants. yeah it's like how do i get this gear if you won't let me play the game to get this gear exactly i I will never be able to get this gear because I'm not allowed to play the game with you guys and get the gear. <laughs> so, exactly. there's just so many issues with multiplayer. Like, sure, it can be fun for the people who love playing with other people. Sure, yeah. everyone has their own thing. I just think that when it's multiplayer centric,
1: it ruins it, a lot. It, of things. It, yeah.
0: it ruins it. And, yeah. Like, Which it, I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's so sad. I used to play this uh, Lord of the Rings MOBA back in the day. And uh-huh. I love that game. But, The servers were shut down and I I can, I can no longer play that game because it doesn't exist anymore. Right. So there's just, there's just so many issues with multiplayer games or not multiplayer games like multiplayer being in games is great. It's just when it's multiplayer centric, when it relies on the multiplayer.
1: When it relies on that. Yeah. Um, No, I I, I agree. I know there's a
0: lot of things going on recently again with Ubisoft. Because yeah. they're shutting down a lot of the multiplayer servers for the older Assassin's Creed games. Are now? And a lot of people are up in arms about that because, like the multiplayer and Brotherhood, and is great. I love it. I used to play it yeah. a lot, but they're I love- shutting those servers down now. And a lot of gamers who want to want that kind of gameplay are going to be screwed out of it now. Yeah. For the most part. Um oh whoops so it's just yeah it's just a i don't know there's a lot of issues in multiplayer there's a lot of issues in single player i think the whole the whole thing i think we're trying to get through with this is that a game can be bad due to a lot of factors and that's either too much of something or too little of something i think it's the moderation that can make a bad game good Right, right, right. Like have something in the middle, like right, um, like we've said with a game being too open that can ruin it, a game being too closed off can ruin it. Single player and multiplayer can ruin it. Pretty games can be bad. Ugly games yeah. can be good. It's everything in moderation.
1: Moderation, yeah. I th-
0: and I think that really sums up what makes a game good or bad. Right, um, is moderation. Don't have too much of something. Don't have too little of something.
1: Yeah. Um, The game that that comes to mind that's, in my opinion, very balanced would be the Dark Souls series. Okay. Like, at its core, it's a very linear game. You go from point A to Mm -hmm. point B. Mm -hmm. But the gameplay and the mystery of the lore just keeps people coming back. Like, there's a ton of replayability value. Right people come in for the combat people right. come in for the pvp like it feels like one of those games where it just won't end anytime right soon and then cause... with
0: that replayability it doesn't get old because of all the yes. different choices yes. not, not choices but like gear options and the multiplayer aspect pvp that all kind of gives the game a second life
1: yeah. even
0: though like you said especially the earlier ones are very yeah. linear yeah
1: Like, um, the first Last of Us, it was a single player game, so people were shocked when we were introduced to some random multiplayer event that actually was extremely fun to play. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that disappointed me about the second one. They never released a uh, second version of that, and that was the thing I was most excited for because when i went into last of us one i wasn't expecting a multiplayer mode and i was honestly not expecting to like it and you were surprised such a fun, yeah it's such a fun experience like i was hooked on it
0: right and, yeah. um
1: yeah yeah that's is one of those things where a company will do something that you're not expecting and It just it just works you know
0: yeah it's definitely an oversight there on their yeah. part unfortunately mm-hmm. which kind of brings back to the point of like rehashing can be good bringing those things back again yeah but like how you said you never expected it trying new things is good as well yeah no it's, it's like a pleasant surprise it,
1: it, it's a hit or miss mm-hmm. like yeah. it can work or it
0: won't work yeah it, like again i think yeah, the whole it, thing is just a coin yeah i think it's just all moderation yeah honestly is
1: a little balance point
0: yeah it, I think really what comes down to it is just balance, balancing a game yes making it kind of a mixed bag of everything trying to appeal to everyone but also in certain games having like a niche audience yes who will play the same call of duty for fifty years it's <laughs> yeah. it's different for everyone
1: yeah and I think that's Currently, the reason why I'm addicted to Final Fantasy 14 right now right because it has something for everyone right like if you want to go into it being a role player you can do that if you want to go into right. it being a raider you can do that right there's so many things you can do and try and there's no fear of missing out mm-hmm. you can take your time and it's actually encouraged by the uh, player base and developers for you to take your time they don't want you to rush to get to the end just to do something, which right. is the total opposite of what World of Warcraft is doing. Like, <laughs> the players are kind of, I'm not going to lie, they're kind of forced right. to get to the end game as soon as possible. Right. Just so yes. they can do this and that.
0: Something I hated back when I try to play world of warcraft again is that they just gave me a level 70 character which was the max level at the time they just gave me a max character and i'm like well i don't know how to play this character and they're like no just go just go do end game stuff i'm like well i don't know how to play this character i don't know how to play the game it's been 10 years since i played it yeah (laughs) like what (laughs) yeah you know i get you it's uh yeah but I think we're going to close out the end of that mission. Yes. Do you have any last words about what makes a game bad or not bad?
1: Well, Like I said, it's a very controversial thing. Like, At its core, it has to be balanced for it to be good. Right. But there could be a good game with uh, bad graphics, but it's fun. There could be a game that's fun, but it has... I mean, that's not fun and it has like the world's to me best looking graphics. Like, right. It's just, I don't know. It, it It's, there's a lot of factors to it, honestly.
0: For sure. For
1: sure. A lot of factors. Oh, yeah. All right. And but I think besides oh. that, I mean, that's pretty much it from, from my end.
0: All right. Well, thank you for listening. How about us talk about everyone's favorite subject bad video games yes. for the past uh hour however long we've been recording um go ahead and follow wherever you're listening to this at i have it on a couple things currently i'm still working out a couple things with the podcast um a picture i still need a cover picture um a final name although i think i think we're gonna go with this name yeah, uh, i really think yeah i think, it, yeah, I think it's a good name but i mean we'll see if something better comes along i know there's like two podcasts out there that have the name but they haven't been updated in like four years so i'm like sure i'll take the name but at the same time i'm like uh oh, maybe i don't want to take the name so we'll yeah, figure right. it out um and i think our upload schedule is gonna be every wednesday mm-hmm. um yeah, uh, Wednesday at like noon, I think, was the time I had uploaded the first one. So we're going to do that moving forward. And then if anyone ever wants to be a guest with us, feel free to reach out to me. Um, the email for the podcast would be podcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm also open to taking uh, subject mm-hmm. recommendations. Guest appearances, really anything. Yeah. And is there anything you want to plug? You want to plug your Twitter or your Instagram? at the current moment. (laughs) Your your OnlyFans? My OnlyFans, yeah, sure. All right, what's your OnlyFans? (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell everyone what your OnlyFans is so they can come subscribe. Oh, good. All All right. Well, thank you for joining me today. And I think we're out of here.
1: Let's see you, everyone. All right, bye-bye.